Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. We are in the middle of a message series uh, called, Yeah, But Why? And kind of the, 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 the thought behind this is all of the why questions that maybe we don't always ask, but sometimes ask. And, and maybe if it's not a question that you ask uh, uh, of God or that you ask of your faith, maybe it's a question that you've heard from somebody else who is kind of exploring faith. Right? So even if you haven't heard this particular question, and a question I want to go over today is, why doesn't God answer my prayer? Or why didn't God answer my prayer? And if God is not going to answer my prayers when I really need them, then why should I even pray? Why is prayer even worth it if you don't know what the answer is going to be? Or if, you don't, if the answer doesn't come out the way that you want, then why pray? Why does it matter? And this question of why, we, this is the third week we've been talking about this, and this question of why, why we, why we do the things we do, why good things happen to bad people, and why do bad things happen to good people. Last week we talked about why forgive people in our life. And so today I want to talk about why it's worth praying. Why should we pray? And, and, and for the sake of today's message, Okay, I got to say this is if you look up on Google and you say, why are we supposed to pray? You're going to get countless verses and websites and blogs and people telling you, you should pray because you're supposed to, right? You should pray because God commands you to. You should pray because Jesus told you to. And just for the sake of today, I want us to just in our minds just for today, for the next 20 minutes or so, say that's not enough of a reason just for today. Okay. The Bible, that you could, I, could, I could find a verse right now and say, you're supposed to pray because God commands it. And just for today, let's pretend that that's not enough of a reason. That's not enough. I need something more other than you're supposed to, other than you have to, other than you're obligated to. Because I don't know about you, but growing up and even now, when somebody tells me what I'm supposed to do, you know what I want to do? Can anybody guess? The opposite. I have to intentionally fight against my, my initial reactions. When somebody tells me what I'm supposed to do, I will do the opposite. Watch me. And so maybe this just for me, and I'm here to put all of my trauma on you for today. So just for today, we'll say because you're supposed to is not enough of a reason. Maybe that can be enough of a reason to start doing it. But because you're supposed to, it's not going to be enough to sustain it. So when it comes to prayer, I, I started thinking about a lot of the different things that I've prayed for in my life. Some of them were very trivial. Some of them were very, very big, monumental to the things that I wanted in my life. I've shared before that uh, uh, seven or eight years ago, uh, my wife and I were trying to have a baby, so we did in vitro and that stuff, and we were praying for a baby. We had a bunch of people praying for a baby. I think I've shared this before, too, uh, that uh, this was years ago. I had some heart condition, and I was praying for healing for that. I, I had to take leave from work, like FMLA leave from work, and I was at home for weeks, and I was the, every day I was like, you know, God, I, I believe that you are a healer, and I'm praying for you to heal me. 
And I remember this one time, I just remember this earlier today, actually I'd forgotten about this. It was when I was very, very new to faith. And I remember uh, I, I, I had locked my keys in my car or something trivial like that. And I was like, God, if you are real, <laughs> I really need this. And I, I remember I, I tried to get, you know, some like unlock tools or whatever. I couldn't get it to work. And then a friend of mine who is going to the church that I just started going to, who at the time I considered to be a very faithful uh, woman of God, and, you know, she prayed all the time and read the Bible all the time. And I'm like, man, if I could just pray, the Bi- or, uh, pray half as much as she did and read the Bible half as much as she did, I would be so spiritual. And I remember she came with me to help me unlock the door, and I couldn't get it unlocked. And she closed her eyes and put her hands on the car. As I swear this happened. She prayed, and the doors unlocked. And you know what my first thought was? What a waste of a miracle. (laughs) What a waste of a miracle. Of all the things on planet Earth that people are praying for, you're telling me God looked down at this car and was like, gotcha. That's the only thought I had. So that prayer being answered, I can promise you, did not grow my faith. But what it did do is make me think, okay, maybe there are some prayers that to me seem unimportant, but maybe to others are not. And so what I want you to be thinking about today for the short time we have together is what are some things that you're really praying for? And maybe some things that you're not praying for, but some things that you want to pray for but aren't yet. Tell me if you're anything like me in this. There's some things I don't pray for yet. There's some things that I maybe want to pray for, that I want help with, that I want God's answers to. There's some things that I want to pray for, but I'm not praying for them yet. You know why? Because I don't want to get the answer that I don't want. Sometimes I will avoid praying about something, avoid bringing something to God, because if I want it to go a certain way and God doesn't, I'm not interested in hearing that yet. I'm not interested in a no. I'm not interested in a not yet. So I won't even bring it up to him. I don't want to know what God thinks about it yet. Now, I have a few things I wrote down for you. Uh, The first one is this. Prayer changes our perspective more than it changes our situation. Prayer, your prayer, the time that you take to, to pray will change your perspective more than it will change your situation, more oftentimes than not. And the reason I say that is because sometimes, maybe most of the time, and you'll know this better for yourself than than I'll know it for you, obviously, is sometimes when we pray, we are praying for an outcome, right? We are praying for something to happen that we want to happen. And that's not a bad thing. I can also bring up, uh, uh, show you a couple of scriptures if you want later on to show you that you should pray for what you want. There's a verse that says, God, will give you, God wants to give you the desires of your heart. There's another verse that says something to the effect of, if you pray for something and you believe you have received it, then you have. And if we just focus on those things out of context, what they can do, not all the time, what they can do is put us in a position where when we pray, we are praying for an outcome. And there's nothing wrong with that. But, but, if we are only praying for that outcome, that's where it can be a little bit dangerous for our faith. And so what we 
absolutely want is we want prayer to change our perspective. We want prayer to change our perspective more than we want prayer to change our situation. And I'm going to tell you why. Because when prayer changes your perspective, that is when your faith has the opportunity to grow. When prayer changes your perspective, that's when you have the opportunity for your faith to grow. Way more so, and this is just an opinion, I'm not telling you facts, this is Dom's opinion, way more so than you want prayer to change your outcome. If I can explain it like this, have you ever, have you ever seen a kid or met a kid or been the kid where the parents always give the kid what they want? You ever seen that kid? Most of the time, not all the time. I mean, I've seen some of your kids, I guess. Most of the time, when a kid always gets what they want, it doesn't really build, build perseverance. It doesn't really build character. Character and perseverance are built through struggle. So as much as we want to avoid struggle, right, as much as we want to avoid things that we don't want, what we'll find in our faith, in our relationships, in our parenting, is that, that where, th those are where the opportunities are for growth. It's as simple as you have a little toddler walking around and they fall, and some parents, or maybe the instinct of all parents, I don't know what it is, as soon as they start to fall, you want to grab them, make sure they don't fall. And you'll know as a parent, there are some situations where it is not safe for them to fall, right? We're walking at the park and there's some rocks and they start to fall. You want to grab them, of course. But there are some situations where you can know as a parent, yeah, it's safe for them to fall right here. Maybe it might hurt and maybe they'll cry. But sometimes it's better to fall than to always be caught, and you'll know that as a parent. So I wonder, I wonder if our prayers to God, if they are only directed at, here's what I want, God, and my faith will be based on what the outcome of this prayer is. That is a dangerous prayer and not the good kind of dangerous. Here, I wrote this down too. If we pray just for a specific answer, and I'm not saying, again, if you want something, if something is a big deal in your life, you're praying for a baby or you're praying for your marriage or you're praying for a second chance, you're praying for redemption in a relationship, I'm not saying that you shouldn't pray for those things. You absolutely should. But if we're just praying for that specific answer and that specific answer doesn't come and that's what we are basing our faith on, it creates a shaky foundation for our faith. Because if we only want a certain thing to happen, and that's how we'll know God is listening, then I don't know if we're praying for the right reasons. And, and maybe this is just for me. I don't know if I'm praying for the right reasons. And see, that's the thing, is why you pray to me is infinitely more important than how you pray. Why you are praying is more important than how you pray. Because you can have the right words. You can bring up the right Bible verses. You can pick the best translation. You can pray as loud as you want. You can pray as quietly as you want. You can go into your prayer closet. I don't know if that's still a thing. 
and you can take time to pray, and you can put on the right music, and you can do all of these things, but I, 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 it's just my opinion. I don't see how that can be more important than why are you praying in the first place? What is bringing you to this place of prayer? Are you praying to grow your faith? Are you praying because you need God to do something specific in your life? Or, or maybe you're praying because you need something in general. Maybe you're having trouble with your children or having trouble with your parents or having trouble with your friends or having trouble with yourself inside yourself. Maybe you're dealing with anxiety or depression or any other mental issues we can have. So some physical issues, some pain, some illness. If you can identify why you are praying, at least in my experience, that has set me up for so much more success than how I pray. And when I, success, when I say success in prayer, I don't mean getting the answer that I wanted. Now, if you've been on earth for a little bit of time, you know that not, all, not every time that you pray, you get the answer that you want. Maybe some of you have walked away from God or walked away from church for a while because of this particular thing. And so it would be really easy if I could just tell you, it would be so nice if I could say, you know why you're not getting your prayers answered? Because you haven't said this. You know why you're, getting, you're not getting your prayers answered? Because you haven't done this. And I don't, I don't subscribe to the, to, the, to the notion that God will hear your prayers the more uh, righteous you are or God will hear your prayers louder uh, the more that you uh, go to church or any of that kind of thing. I just, I, I can't reconcile that with the faith that we have. When it comes to why we pray, that's what will matter more than anything. Now, I, I have a verse that, that I want to read for you. And this past week when I was getting prepared for this message, I was looking at a lot. There's so many verses about prayer. And like I said, there were so many that say, well, you, you, you pray because you're commanded to. You pray because you're supposed to. Or, or even this one might work for you. We pray because Jesus prayed. That could work. Yeah, Jesus prayed. Jesus thought it was important to pray. Jesus would pray out loud. He would pray with his group of friends. He would also go in solitude and go pray on his own. So Jesus thought it was important to pray. Maybe I could think it's important to pray as well. Now, while that is an example, maybe we're praying about different things than Jesus prayed about. Jesus didn't have uh, a mortgage <laughs> or children or a stressful job. Or maybe he had a stressful job. I don't know how stressed he He didn't seem very stressed, did he? So why do we pray? Whatever's going on in your life, whatever, whatever that thing is that, that you need prayer for or that you're about to pray for or that you're avoiding praying about, if you were going to bring that up this week and say, okay, I'm going to pray for this, instead of starting to pray or instead of figuring out how to pray, what's the best way to pray, what if you took some time and said, okay, why am I praying for this? What do I really want out of this prayer. All right, now check this out. I want to read Matthew chapter 5. And I want to read, uh, this is in the Passion Translation, so it might sound a little bit different than a uh, Bible translation that you use. That's okay. Different translations are a good thing. Because what we're trying to do is 
translate this ancient text from this ancient culture and try to understand what the authors were, were speaking about and talking about so the different translations can be a really good way of wrapping our head around what the stories are that they're trying to tell us. So I want to look at Matthew chapter 5, verses 43 through 45, and this is actually part of what is known as the Sermon on the Mount, okay? So in the book of Matthew, there's a few chapters, starting in chapter 5, where it's recorded of Jesus kind of talking through all kinds of different topics. It talks about revenge, fasting, prayer, our motives, re- uh, oh, I said revenge, anger, so I want to pick up in verse 43 where he talks about loving your enemies. Watch out for this. Get ready. Chapter, uh, chapter 5, verse 43 says this. Your ancestors have also been taught, love your neighbors and hate the one who hates you. However, I say to you, love your enemy. Bless the one who curses you. Do something wonderful for the one who hates you. You know what I mean? And respond, that was me, and respond to the very ones who persecute you by praying for them, for that will reveal your identity as children of your heavenly Father. That last part there. And respond to the very ones who persecute you by praying for them. I chose this particular verse for today because I love when Jesus kind of turns an idea upside down. Because it makes the most natural sense in the world to love the people that love you and hate the people that hate you. That is human nature. You don't have to work hard to do that. You don't have to work hard where if you meet someone and they're giving you attitude, you just give it right back. That's easy peasy. I do it all the time. <laughs> What takes intention, what takes an intentional movement is to say, okay, this person is giving me attitude. This person has a problem with me. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to respond to these people who hate me. I'm going to respond to these people who are trying to put me down. I'm going to respond to these people who are coming after me. I'm going to respond by praying for them. Why, why do you think Jesus would want you would want anyone to pray for the people who are trying to harm them. Why? I don't know if there's an answer. The whole series is about why. And I wish I could give you a straight answer to any why question, but I don't think there is. If I'm looking at it for me, I can think about a few people in my life that are not quote-unquote enemies, right? Nobody really wants to take me down, at least I think. (laughs) But if I think about the people in my life that maybe have a problem with me, have a problem with the way I live my life or do what I'm doing or whatever, I can guarantee you that my reaction to that is not, I am going to pray for them. I hope they have a great day. My natural response is, I hope you have a terrible day. I hope you get a flat tire and that AAA is booked for the next six hours and you are stuck on the side of the road. Healthily, you know what I mean, in the AC. (laughs) So why, why would Jesus, why, why would he want us to pray for those who hurt us? Why would our response, why would he want our response to be to pray for the people that harm us? I wonder if, I wonder if this response of prayer for the people that harm us I wonder if it's 
so that our perspective can change. Because I can tell you this, there's a few people in my life who, whether they know it or not, whether they meant it or not, have caused me harm. Some of them are more legitimate than others. Some of the grudges I've carried longer than I should have, more than others. And there's been a few times where I have tried this approach, this approach of praying for people that have caused me harm. And you know what happens? You know what happens? It's happened a few times, and I'm not saying this is a magic trick. But you know what has happened? When I have prayed for those people that have hurt me, that prayer, it didn't change the hurt, right? It didn't change the hurt that they caused. And it didn't all of a sudden make them an incredible person. It didn't, cha- it didn't change the fact that, oh, now I want to be great friends with them again or reconnected with them in my life. But you know what it did for me? Is it allowed me to see their humanity? It's so easy to create someone as a villain up here, right? It's so easy to, 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 to have harm caused, and then we say, okay, I am the hero in this story, and they are the villain. And when we respond this way, it allows us to see the humanity in others, the frailty in others, the problems that they're probably facing that we have no idea about. And that's why I say the why behind prayer is I think it allows us to see a different perspective, even if the outcome never changes. One more thing I wanted to share with you. There's two. Nope, one. If you pray to grow your faith, let's say, let's say today you decide the why behind your prayer is I'm going to grow my faith. No other reason. I am going to pray for this. I'm going to pray for this relationship, for my marriage, for my kids, for this job, for our finances. But the only reason I'm going to pray about this particular thing, whatever it is, is so that my faith can grow. Then the outcome of that prayer won't even matter as much as the prayer itself. If you are praying, if the why behind your prayer is, no matter what, I will grow my faith, then the outcome, it, 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 it almost won't even matter. Not all the time. I'm not trying to make a blanket statement over your faith. But the outcome won't matter if the prayer is to grow your faith. Then why you are praying will matter so much more than what you get out of it or don't get out of it. So why pray? I don't know, you could go with the answer because the Bible tells you to. You could. Why pray? Well, Jesus prayed. A lot of the disciples prayed. That's a good answer. You could do that. Why pray? Jesus asked us to. This isn't necessarily a command. It's an invitation to respond in a different way. Maybe that's why I pray. Why pray? Maybe pray to grow your faith. Maybe pray to change your perspective. That's what I love about a topic like this is it changes. It changes with regards to where you are in your faith right now. 
Why pray? That answer will change depending on where you're at in your life. So there is no straight answer, but that's the beauty of faith, isn't it? See, sometimes we think that trust, trusting someone, trusting God, trusting in God means I can predict what will happen, right? Think about relationships in your life. You ever thought that? I can trust someone, and sometimes we think, well, I can trust someone because I know how they will respond. I know how they will react. But I say that trusting in God, putting our trust in God, doesn't mean we know how God will answer a prayer. Putting our trust in God means... We believe in the reliability of his character. We believe in the reliability of his strength. And when trust is connected to the reliability of strength and to the reliability of character, then the actions that come from God won't shake our faith. Because our trust in God isn't based on what he can and can't do for us. It's based in who we see God to be. And that's what I want for you. That's what I want for myself when I take the time to pray. As I want, I want to be able to trust in God's character no matter what I'm praying for, no matter the outcome. If you could, real quick, I want you to close your eyes and bow your heads. I want to give you a challenge today. And anytime I give these challenges, you're not required to do them, and I hope you know that. But see, we take time on Sundays because we're looking for something. We want something. We want to grow our faith. We want to find something. So here's my challenge for you today is for this week, I want you to pick that thing that you've been waiting to pray for, or maybe that thing you've already been praying for. And instead of just jumping into the prayer this week, I want you to take some time and ask yourself, why am I praying? And I want you just for this week to choose for the reason you're praying to be to grow your faith and watch how it changes your prayer. Watch how it changes your approach to that prayer when your why is to grow your faith. That's the challenge I have for you this week. So with your eyes closed and your heads bowed, if you want to take that challenge with me, let's raise your hands on the count of three. One, two, three. Put them up real quick. Okay, go ahead and put them down. Let's pray right now. And let's pray right now in this prayer to grow our faith. Let's do it. God, thank you so much for the opportunity to expand our faith. God, thank you for being with us before we had faith, in the middle of our mess now, and for our future selves. Thank you for being there with us along the way. I pray that this week, and maybe for the rest of our lives, God, that when we approach prayer, that it wouldn't be so focused on the outcome that it shakes our faith, but it would be focused on our connection with you, on the growth of our faith in you. Thank you, God, that you are a God can be trusted, not because you do or don't do what we want, but you can be trusted because who you have always been and who you continue to be. God, we choose to trust you today. We love you, and we pray that in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online 
at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows.